0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Keep Connecting uh, podcast series from With Locals. Um, We're here with our second episode today, and we have a very, very nice uh, conversation lined up for you guys. The uh, customs and behaviors in uh, society are right now being tested with the coronavirus, and um, more than ever, actually, communities are expected to work together in order to fight this. Each country and even each city is doing their own uh, uh, restrictions. In some parts of the world, people are requested to stay home. Other parts, people are more flexible with regulations. And we were actually very curious in the With Locals office to find out how uh, uh, different societies in the world are coping with these sudden changes and, uh, uh, yeah, that are put on their customs and values. Now, luckily at With Locals, we have different cultures at hand, uh, in, yeah, at hands in reach. Um, So, uh, uh, yeah, we're actually joined by uh, three very nice locals today, and uh, someone extra from the with locals office who will be co-hosting with me today. Hey, Roberto! Hello. I'll give you the uh, the pleasure of introducing our guests today. Uh,
1: so let's get right into it. I would like to uh, introduce our guests, who are normally hosts for with locals. Uh, So First up, from the city of Eternal Spring, Medellin, we bring you uh, an optimistic guy who loves meeting new people in combination with a good cup of coffee, and rumor has it that he is the go-to guy for the best night out. Hola, Nicolas.
2: (laughs) Hello, everybody.
1: Hi. So, Nicolas, what is uh, your favorite indoor activity?
2: Uh, Well, indoor, I would say mm, definitely mm, Netflix, probably. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. That's being being used a lot right now. So next up, uh, we have uh, someone who is too polite to be French because she's actually a Portuguese living in Paris. She loves everything about food, but never really follows a recipe. Bonjour, (laughs) Isabelle. Bonjour, bon dia. Hello. So Isabel, following up on what Nicolas just said, what series or TV show should we binge watch right now?
3: Oh God, Uh, all I watch are guilty pleasures, so... (laughs) I just saw Anatomy, so that's a very guilty pleasure. Uh, But I think something upbeat. Uh, I've done like, so boring, a very big rerun of Friends. Um, mm, nice. Maybe some modern family, I think uh, would be nice or something upbeat to, to watch uh, yeah. in a time That's like this.
1: The golden oldies, the series that yeah. we all love <laughs> and laugh about. Alright, so our third host is a storyteller with a passion for street food. His friends call him the mayor of Seoul, so we've elected him as our Korean official. <laughs> <laughs> and Aseo Williams. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yes. hey Williams, what is your favorite home workout?
4: Um so I've been doing I've, I've been doing a bit of push-ups these days. Uh, my friends uh, back in Canada and the US, they decided to throw up this challenge of you know doing about 10 push-ups every day. So I've been trying to keep up uh, in shape and lose some weight, <laughs> even though I'm I'm staying indoors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one.
1: Nice. Thank you, guys, for meeting us today. Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned, normally you also work as a tour guide for uh, with locals, and at the moment, this is not really happening, of course, uh, because as Ikaan mentioned, every country and city has its own approach of tackling the issues that we are experiencing right now. Um, okay. Yeah, eCOM, what are we doing in the Netherlands, for instance?
0: yes in the netherlands we uh uh we currently yeah as this podcast is being recorded uh we have certain rules to go outside so it's a little bit of uh, freestyle but uh what we're both basically told is if you don't have to go outside please don't um when you go to the supermarket go by yourself actually my uh the supermarket here in my hometown also really has this rule. You're only allowed to go by yourself. So I'm, for example, not allowed to go with my boyfriend. Caretakers and uh, those with jobs that are really, really crucial right now, they can still go to work. But other than that, everybody should work from home, um, including schools they are closed. Yeah, that's how we're handling the quarantine time from the Netherlands. I'm very curious, what about Seoul? How are you guys uh, handling quarantine time at the moment?
4: Um. Yeah, so um, as, as most of you would have uh, heard about, you know, how Korea handled this situation, um, there's, there's not been like a culture of working from home, but because of this situation, it has forced many companies, or the conglomerates like um, SK, Samsung, LG, Hyundai, you know, all of them are devising new strategies for yeah, workers to work from home. Um, when, when, when we got to the peak about, uh, three weeks ago, the government was very clear, um, telling everybody to, you know, keep away, you know, the social distance and also telling everybody to, um, wear masks. And then when, the, even when there was shortage, they came up with a strategy of mass rationing, uh, sending masks to the designated pharmacy shops around the city. So, um, people are working from home and then, but at this moment, they closed out all public uh, places like um, museums or the tourist side, the markets, um, schools are not operating. And then, um, you know, we, we, were, we were about to have the, the flat um, case, but then there was this church that also uh, opened up and people had uh, some infections. So the government have also told us again to keep quarantine like, you know, uh, keep isolated for the next two weeks and then see how the situation goes. So people are working from home, but others are also going out, but it's not like as many people as, it's, as it used to be, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I, with flat case, you mean that there are not more people being infected than uh, cured, kind of, right?
4: exactly, yes.
1: Okay, so that's increasing again a little bit.
4: Yes, it's increasing again and the increase that we're experiencing especially this week is uh, imported cases because they started uh, evacuating Koreans from Europe and America and these people came in with new cases. So, But I mean, um, they, they, they've got a situation under control, so we just hope that um, as the discussion goes on, I will be able to tell you some of the new strategies that they've put in place to help solve the new cases.
0: Uh, really curious about those uh, those strategies that you mentioned, uh, uh, Williams. Um, but before we dive into how Sol is dealing with it uh, right now, just a quick check in uh, uh, with Nicholas, who's quite on the opposite side of the world uh, in Medellin. How's it going? Uh, uh, yeah, how is this, What is the situation like in Colombia?
2: Well. Um We are right now in the two day of the mandatory isolation. In Colombia was a little bit uh, I don't know, of course it was fast everywhere, but here um, it was like in question of one week, everything started from the first case to the, it was a Monday 16th of March, if I am not wrong. And um, in question of one week, we were already living a simulation of an isolation uh, the next uh, weekend. And how, how in the did middle that, of...
0: You mean you were already in a simulation of an isolation? How did that go? Yeah,
2: it was, it was something like, we got the first... Case. Actually, I want, I want to point something uh, between us guys. 10th uh, of March was the first day of Medellin uh, uh, we locals. That was the day it was launched uh, with Locas for Medellin. Uh, we were like super excited. Uh, I mean, all the hosts here, so all, all the group. Uh, so we were like getting one by one first books. And I got my first book uh, on Sunday, at 15. And I I made the tour. It was super cool, my first one. And then on Monday, the crisis started, and uh, we were. Like, okay, so everything started to close very quickly. In question of three days, restaurants, bars, by themselves, not by the government, started to say, like, no, we are going to close. It's better. And then on Thursday, uh, Bogota said, like, okay, we got the first cases, and there's some cases in Medellin. So let's try to prepare a simulation during the weekend for, to be prepared in case this in, increase in the next days and during that weekend there were new cases and people decided to get crazy of course this situation that maybe you already live all around the globe uh, people going to the supermarkets uh, getting all the toilet paper possible and all the groceries it was during that weekend that was super crazy so what's was completely surreal for uh, for me in, in, the, in the way that uh, how fast it was so in the middle of the weekend the national government said like we are going to make it mandatory for 19 days starting from Wednesday and um, so everybody were like okay Wednesday but uh, what, what about the weekend and what about the Tuesday and at the end, they just put it all together and they say, like, okay, from Tuesday. Uh, so we have the weekend of the preparation, but from Tuesday on until April 13th, we are going to be in mandatory isolation. So it was here already. And, and in a blanket of, of, of an eye, we were like, okay, we are in, in isolation. So let's just prepare. I mean, like one or two days for for this and now we are leaving the third official day but it's actually already one week for me
1: and the simulation do you think it it (laughs) helped for now? well it helped uh, Colombia well I would say Colombia maybe
2: the word is like that but uh, the society here is like really into panic very easily because of the media and stuff like that so uh, the people started to get crazy, but I think it helped to mm, make people realize like, okay, this is serious. Let's be prepared. Don't get crazy uh, about to to rush to the supermarkets or or this. uh. So I think it helps somehow to measure a little bit how could be um, like the reaction of of, of people and um, maybe as a point be different from two countries guys. Um, in Latin America in general the informal activities uh, or informal jobs are um, more or less 50% in the, the whole continent and 51% in Colombia. So we are talking about millions of people working in informal ways. so they live day by day and this was a big 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 um, uh, and I good to uh, weekend to see how people will react to this situation because we are talking about 51% of the worker uh, people uh, Who needs to go out? Uh, any other way so how government will manage all these people? Uh, I am talking maybe about myself. I work uh, as a freelance guy in, in my profession. I am a audiovisual communicator but my my situation is different because maybe I have savings, maybe I have my family who support me in, in these situations. Um, so, but uh, we are talking about the sellers at the streets, We are talking about um, all all these people with no contracts or legal contracts or stuff like that. So, uh, in these cases, it's super. So, uh, this is a kind of X-rays in the middle of the situation. We are still living it because we are in the third day of the isolation. And if you watch the, the Colombian news, uh, the biggest complaint is like, why so many people outside still? So then everybody comes out and start to say like, there is some people who is not uh, taking it seriously. Some other people say like, yeah, but there is some of the people who have to go out. There is a lot of exception from government. So, we are, it, it, it's not easy.
1: I, I can imagine that it's uh, not easy also for the, the people that depend on the, the job day by day, as you mentioned. Is there any support for them at the moment? Um, we have a word in Spanish. Maybe
2: a lot of Latinos are going to understand me, but we are super Chahuacanos. Chahuacanos means like uh, we. Uh, we or government do things like we don't really understand how, how they think or what they really want to do because other countries in, let's say, it's supposedly uh, more difficult uh, situations like Venezuela, El Salvador, or it's, it's supposed they have, uh, uh, um, you know, our situation uh, economically uh, talking. And they already uh, put stuff like, okay, we are going to stop like the payment of uh, the rent uh, for six months. Uh, we are going to stop uh, the payment of the quotes at the bank, or we are going to stop uh, like uh, public service bills. So in here it was something like, okay, we are going to stop the public service bills, but depends on the state, because every public service company has to decide it. And uh, we are going to give you um, 100,000 um, 160,000 pesos for each family on this situation and it, uh, that's more or less uh, maybe 35, 40 euros uh, for, for the whole quarantine and uh, we are talking about families sometimes with four or five uh, persons and they say like okay, we are going to delay the payment of your obligations with banks and stuff like that and people is like uh, that is not actually a help for the poor people. So why why other country with worse situations are doing it better than us, and 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 we are getting like response very late from government, like day by day. So they are like, oh, we are evaluating, we are doing this, we are doing that, and people is like, but well, we are already living the isolation. So you are not giving us like the proper answers, so that's why what I what I mean with Chavacano is like. Working at the moment, but at the same time giving like um, opposite um, messages or response, and people is actually very confused about what could be happening. People is uh, is, is 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 afraid of. Okay, if if, if government is not responding, what are we gonna do? We yeah. have to go out, and, and yeah. risk our lives or something.
0: Is there anything at the moment that uh, that you really think? is giving the community still some hope in Medellín.
2: In these situations in Colombia, I used to be super hopeless. I feel like we would be in this situation for 19 days and learning about this coronavirus and how how it works, the process uh, when the, with the infections and and um, after the 14 days, uh, I was like, but there, there, there will be some people for sure going out before uh, the isolation ends there will be some people who um, you know don't follow completely the rules and there will be still people with the virus uh, for sure at the end of uh, this isolation so my question is is this going to work or we will need to extend it because there is uh, already people that I follow on media and I'm talking about uh, academic people um, saying like, Are, do you realize that this will take long and this isolation will be extended? Just government is like not telling you right now. And I am like, okay, so once again, uh, maybe I can do it. Maybe I have food enough, maybe I have the support enough, but what about, what, what about the rest of the people? Uh, so. Mm, I think people is responding, I, I think people wants to stay in, but meanwhile, uh, this uh, percentage of the population in a bad situation uh, has no support from anybody or from a proper government, I think this situation will uh, get worse for the next weeks, uh, more than the get better. So. I, I am like super, super uh, into expectation, but honestly i I, I see like uh, not a good um, horizon.
0: Well, thank you actually, Nicole. that's because I really appreciate it that you yeah, that you actually want to share such an honest perspective with us. And yeah, this podcast is definitely not meant to only you know talk about bright things and the future, and it's also important that we uh, we talk about reality. Talking about quarantine levels, there's still one city uh, and culture. Uh, to go at Isabel, could you uh, could you still give us a yeah summary of what life
3: looks like looks like for the Parisians at the moment? Yeah. Um, so I think from uh, listening to Nicola and Williams, uh, France is a little bit in between. So we are a lot more advanced uh, in terms of cases and uh, and numbers. Uh, than Colombia and we haven't reached our, our uh, spike yet. So we haven't reached the, the highest number of, uh, of cases that we are expecting. And there's another very, very different thing here is that rules are very strict. And I think because the French uh, really react a lot to revolution and uh, fighting, more than um, and it's very hard for them to be um, to lose some of their freedoms because they fought so much for them and it's such a part of the culture. So I think the president and the government found uh, a, a way to get people to really stay home and uh, obey a little bit is to call it war. So France is at war uh, with the virus. So this word has been like I hear this word all the time. Um it started quite slowly so in the beginning the french didn't take the the problem very seriously for example the first real um time the president talked uh, about this was on the 12th of march and uh, i was seeing this in a in a bar I wanted like to be uh, with French around me, like to hear the president's speech, because for me, I thought it was going to be a moment for for me to see their reactions too, because i'm I'm not French, so i'm I'm listening as someone that lives here and feels a little bit of a part of the culture, but also as a bit of an outsider. Yeah. Uh, and the reaction really surprised me because there was no reaction. I thought like me and my boyfriend, we were the only ones listening really oh, really interested, and it was the time they were giving the first measures um at the same time they were telling us like it's very important that you go home and they wanted to uh, to do the election on the next sunday so on uh, march 15th there was the first municipal election in france and they were saying some quite contradictory things so stay home clean your hands um, keep say, uh, a safe distance, but at the same time, come and vote, because elections and the right to vote and uh, people's rights are very important for the French, so uh, it was a little bit… How did people respond no, to A evidence? lot of people went to vote. There, there was more abstention than normally, but I think it was only 50-something percent of the abstention, so a lot of people went and voted. Um, and people were extremely relaxed. So we saw people going on Sunday like to the park with their dogs and big families and doing picnics. I think people were preparing to have to stay home by not with the urgency of getting in isolation preparing but like less enjoy this last moment of freedom and of sun and <laughs> of being outside. Um, so the first direct rules when it was really mandatory to stay home was on the 17th. So after the election, this went quite quickly. Um, so from March 17th at noon, precisely, it was mandatory to stay home. So from that time on, uh, the rules are getting harsher and stricter and stricter every single day. So, um, you need a form. To get out of the house so you can go out of your house but just if you're going to shop for essentials so food going to the pharmacy of course going to the doctor if you are still working and you cannot work from uh, home the tel- teletravail uh, as they say uh, you need a form in the beginning it was just a form in your own honor like saying i'm going to work now they have already changed it so now you need your workplace to sign a document for you to be able to go to work. Um, Something else you can do is, of course, walk your dog, go for a walk, go for a run. But now they have restricted the area uh, up to one hour max and uh, one kilometer from your house. And this form, if you have a printer, you should print it. You have to sign it with the specific time of the day you got out so the hour the day and you have to do a new one every time you need to to repeat um, in the beginning the fines because you get fines if you are outside and you are uh, there's police and military on the streets checking if you have the form um, so uh, in the beginning the fine was about 35 euros and it has been increasing with time so then it became 135. And uh, now if you can have an increase on that, depending on the gravity of uh, what you're doing wrong, so uh, more like 275 euros more, up to 1,500 euros for oh, fine. God. And if you are do it several times, you can even go to prison just for leaving your house without the form or doing some other thing, being too far from your home. So this is quite serious in in the the restriction. Um, At the same time, uh, there's a lot of debate because it's part of the culture. Uh, The French do debate a lot. A debate about how to treat this there is a lot of um, there's not a vaccine yet of course as you know the numbers are going up and the hospitals are I think up from today are starting to reach max capacity so the same way as Nicola uh, said for Colombia I think this is going to get worse before it gets uh, better.
1: Yeah, so you think that they're already introducing also the the medicine to ease the minds of the people maybe already, to give a bit of hope, in a sense?
3: Uh, Yes, uh, I think to give a little... But I think it it is more for the practice of it, the practicality, like to try to get... As the vaccine is going to take at least a year to get in, and this is very hard not only as... health emergency, but also the economical crisis that is going to follow, that is going to be massive. Uh, so they are trying to find ways to get people to get better and to get to work also, because here, uh, most people are at home and there's a lot more help than what I'm, from, from what you're telling from other countries. Um, so the words from the present and were like, no better, no matter uh, how, it, how much it costs, we are going to help you. So mostly small companies, entrepreneurs. Uh, so uh, entrepreneurs, I think. <laughs> that um, and uh, people that completely stopped working, like restaurants, uh, everything in the in the arts, uh, tourism. So they are uh, getting a big, big tranche of money to, to give to people. Uh, the help you have to apply for it, so it can go up to 1,500 euros of help. <clears throat> now for the first month, I think in April we'll need, we'll have another uh, other things that they they will have to put in place. Uh, most most people uh, go home with 65 percent of their salaries. Uh, they are not working, and for the first time in a lot of time they have extended the time of the hours of work you can do per week. So the French are very keen on uh, like, you work the hours you need to work, and then you're off. We even have a law uh, that forbi- forbades um, companies to email you after hours. And here the, yeah. the culture is really uh, pro-worker. <laughs> uh, but for the first time, they have extended the, the time limit, even though the extra, the 35 hours per week you are paid uh, extra, so they are extraordinary hours, Uh, but it's the first time they are doing that, and it's just for food supplies, uh, agriculture, uh, of course, medicine, and uh, very essential kind of work. Um, Another thing that is nice is that the president uh, is talking about people that work in supermarkets, uh, on the news, and is... uh, speeches to the nation, so people that pick up the trash. So there's a a, a real recognition of professions that are very important and that we pay too little and we don't talk about enough. Um, But, well, I think uh, France is taking these extremely serious. Um, It it makes me feel good. Uh, I haven't left the house since the morning of the 16th, I'm going shopping this afternoon for the first time. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so I've printed my forms. I hope I feel them correctly. I don't want to get fined. Um, but I'm going to go shopping for the first time today. So it's going to be an experience. What are and, you getting? Uh, Is there any specific food? food? Yeah. <laughs> <A> <laughs> Anything of, in specific? <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. Some chocolate, because uh, I'm craving a little bit of chocolate. Uh, uh but uh, I've been cooking a lot, so I'm happy and I think I'm eating healthier now. Yes, yeah, so I, you were
1: I, also prepared kind of with a lot of uh, ingredients yes, at yes, home. I was
3: prepared and the, the only time I felt in France like a sense of emergency and really there's something bad was going on was the time the last time I shopped that was like Sunday morning. so right before the the real restrictions started on Tuesday. And uh, the supermarket uh, shelves were empty. People were not in panic, but were very worried, but still in a very pleasant, uh, correct uh, way. So people were talking to the people working in the supermarket and asking, so where's the toilet paper? When are you going to get new supplies? Uh, so in a very calm and proper way. But at the same time, people were getting, there was uh, something in the air, you know, Is uh, uh, Is the only time I felt li- a little bit like my my heart sh- shrinking a little bit uh, while I was shopping. And there was um, about, I don't know, a boy was about 12 years old. I don't know. There was just, he had like a, a bill in his hand and a sushi box. So I think someone just asked him to go buy <laughs> a sushi box uh, for someone. And he was so confused. I, I, I was just watching him. I, I left him pay before me because I had a lot of stuff uh, to go through and it was just looking around because I don't know what in the morning in a supermarket normally is not that full and people are not don't have that much food in their cards and, and he was so confused I was just looking at him like poor guy <laughs> he must not know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. It's a, it's a strange sight as well in that yeah. case because you know there's so much happening around you and measures being taken and uh, it seems that Paris was kind of preparing for it in the long run. So kind of introducing people to the idea and then really going, yeah, like full yeah. lockdown now. So like, but your your family is still in Portugal, right?
3: Yes, yes, they are all Isn't in Portugal.
1: Yeah, is it the same situation over there? Mm,
3: No, it is not. And it worries me a little bit because um, Portugal is being very um, positive about all this, which is not bad uh, per se. Uh, But I don't feel that the numbers, when I look at the numbers, because I I look at mostly like the global numbers, you know, you, you have all the charts online, the global numbers, French numbers and Portuguese numbers are my my focus and is the only country where the numbers sometimes go down and I don't feel that's the reality I feel that's uh, not doing enough tests so that's giving a, a sense of not being too serious to the Portuguese and that worries me a little bit Not that I think that militaries on the street is the way to go but um the president of the republic in Portugal just said that uh that they didn't want to test too much because people, the test could give false negatives and people would be too uh, too okay to go around uh, after a false positive. But on the other hand, the health, uh, the World Health uh, Organization is, say, is saying, Test, 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 test. So that's worrying me a little bit. And I know that the the hospitals and uh, and the clinics in Portugal are not as ready as other countries. Uh well the the people working there are amazing but we just just came from another crisis where they cut funds in health so we we are not that prepared. So that worries me a little bit and also old older people are really hard to get home so people that didn't leave their homes too much now just want to go out <laughs> uh like who we uh, yeah, are all calling like our parents and grandparents and they are just telling us this is all i'm sorry for the world bullshit. <laughs> and home. they yeah. want to live their lives and uh, go around and do their walks go to the coffee shop yeah everything.
0: i can actually relate to that with uh, with
3: grandparents Yeah, really difficult yeah positivity that i think for, in one hand, it's nice because you don't panic. In another hand, it's not the reality, so it may let you to, to posi- too positive in a way. It's really interesting to hear how all kinds of cultures,
0: yeah, deal with the situation in, in their own distinct way. Yet, all of you also mentioned things that we have quite in, uh, uh, in common all across the world, like the importance of food and having enough food at home. I think that's yeah. something that's very global uh, uh, everywhere. Uh, I wanted <laughs> to have a, uh, now that we had a circle around the world and different cultures and how everybody deals with the situation, I wanted to check in with something you said earlier in this, uh, in this podcast. Uh, you mentioned that in Seoul, there are already initiatives to turn things around for better. Could you elaborate on that? Maybe the entire world yeah, can learn um- from it.
4: I I think that um, Korea could be a model for the rest of the world, but it's so shocking that everybody, every part, like every leader, every other country starts down for this thing to escalate before taking, you know, all these measures. So I would say that what Korea did was they were already prepared, you know, probably they knew that this was, you know, so close to home because the. Majority of the tourists that come to Korea are from China, so immediately the the outbreak you know started in China. They were like, "Oh, we have to be on our feet." And also, Korea took a uh, kind of experience from the MERS ad- outbreak uh, back in twenty fifteen. So the strategy that they used is, be you know, plan. You know, they were already planned, and then test, 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 test. You know. Um, they were not listening to anybody. Like they were actually planned for this. So as soon as, if if I if I can recall very well, um, the first case in 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 Korea was around January twentieth, but they started testing from January third. So you can imagine that they they were not taking any chances. Had it not been the patient thirty one who went to the to the church in Daegu that you know, spread, you know, she it, it became the super spreader and, and increased increase the numbers, Korea would have dealt with it at a very low point. So um, there wasn't any lockdown. Um, and if you can see up up until now, they've done over 375,000 tests and then uh, only one hundred 140 deaths. And even if you look at the trend of those who died, there are people who already had conditions like, severe conditions and they are in their like 60s 70s 80s so they are the ones that are having those mortality rate so there wasn't any lockdown everybody was calm they were like okay this is the situation we are going to be able to isolate and also do contact tracing so in this country there's we have kakao talk our messaging app and then the, the, the government is also um they're also able to trace you through your 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 card, your bank, your credit card. So if you're infected, the next moment, they will be able to trace wherever you went. And then the next moment, they're already there. So for instance, in my area, in my district, there's, there was this the first case that happened. It was a grocery shop. The person had gone to the grocery shop from the hospital to the grocery shop and then to home. So as soon as they detected, they went straight to the hospital was able to trace where uh, uh, she passed, went to the grocery shop, and the next moment the grocery shop was closed and disinfected, and then up to home. And these are the strategies that they've been using. Um, and, and 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 right from last month, they asked everybody to, to be isolated, be home, stay quarantined in your home, don't go anywhere. If you're going out to wear your mask, So uh, it brought a lot of calm within that period. And then things were going down, but then there was another case from these people who were also adamant and they went to another church. And then there was an increase in about 40 cases within one day. So um, apart from that, as I said earlier, there were schools that have been closed. Um, The government also um, decided to give um, has rebates to a lot of these uh, services that have been affected, like restaurants and all these other essential services. And also the schools, um, I heard they are going to pay some of the, the teachers because most of the uh, English English teaching jobs uh, had to close. And, you know, like every school was closed. They initially wanted to open up the schools from 23rd March, but they look at the situation again because there's been a lot of imported cases so they decided to extend the school reopening to, uh, I think, April 6th, but from the look of things, because even yesterday, they dis- uh, from Sunday, they, they gave out a new instruction that we should all start quarantine again uh, for the next two weeks up to, like, April 15th. So um, the, the whole strategy has been about, you know, the test, constant testing, um, they that right now the airport they've even had a, a walk-through testing uh, a booth, so right from the airport you can just walk through um the, that area go get tested, and the other thing also that they did that also minimised the spread of the virus was, if you're having any condition, just sit at home. There was there's a, there's a hotline about four four numbers, you just dial that number if you're feeling any condition just call that number. The paramedics will come straight to your door, take you out to the isolation center, go test you. And the other thing that makes the whole thing, not many people to panic and also have the trust in the government and the Korea Center for Disease Control, is that we have a, you know, a national health insurance system. So you wouldn't have to worry about if about the cost of you know, all this process. But then the government also gave up, like, the, uh, give a vote of money that whatever you are going to go through, if there's a test, there's anything, you're not going to incur any cost. The government is taking care of everything. So there were no panic. There were no lockdown. There wasn't any mass hysteria about people. Shops were open, though within the first two weeks, shops were a little bit uh, not open as, as it used to be. But things came became calm and then shops are still open. Uh, there are sanitizers in the buses, in the subway. The subways are disinfected every single day, like twice in a day from the morning, evening. The buses, there are sanitizers in it. Um, when you go to public places, even yesterday, I managed to go out today and I was walking through this area um, where they have, they sell this electronics, like an electronics market. And right by the roadside, they have this table there with clear instructions like a, a poster with instructions of how you can prevent yourself from coronavirus. And there were two sanitizers on the table in the street. And nobody mm-hmm. like uh, nobody takes it. Like every, you know, so they make sure there were a lot of information every restaurant that you go as soon as you sit down, they come and wipe the table with sanitizers. There's sanitizers over there, and they make sure that they are coronavirus free, um, 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 place that you can, uh, enjoy your meal or, you know, have a good time. But then they also sound that caution that, hey, you should keep that distance, and then you shouldn't go to like club, uh, you shouldn't go to churches. So they've clamped down also on the churches because, you know, the whole thing escalated through a church, you know, in Daegu. So um, these are the measures that um, Korea has taken, and and that's the reason why. Oh, and another thing, so every single case that happened in the early days, they sent emergency text messages notification to everybody's phone. So in a day, you might receive thousands of notifications because they want you to know that the case happened in this area. So don't go there. Like this is where it happened. This is the this is you know the condition. So you are you, you are let and know that you wouldn't have to go to certain places so they have they've been very robust they've been so active and i think if other countries um sort kind of consultation or emulated the way korea handled this case um because as of now it's the, the mortality rate is just it's even below like 1% and which is amazing and now many other countries are kind of like you know calling on korea to 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 buy the test kits and also try to even send some some paramedics, you know, some medical personnel to their countries to go help them. So we we are calm, but you know, you need to take all the precautions, wash your hands. There are other places that you can easily go, get your hands washed, there are sanitizers in elevators, uh, supermarkets, restaurants, like every other place that you find you you pass through coffee shops, you see people are very careful. People are not going to the clubs. People are not going so much to, you know, all these public places. All the tourist sites have been closed. All the markets. Um, there's a few, a couple of other markets that are still working but some of the vendors you know, run on rotation. So, for instance, this lane will open this week and then the next lane will open the next week. And there's this small um, cars that are running, you know, working, uh, are driving through the market and Disinfecting. There's this disinfection that is going on. So, um, that's that's how it's been like in Seoul. so So uh, there isn't any panic. There isn't any um, lockdown. There's that people are taking precautions and people have trust in the in the Korean medical system. So that's what we've been up to here. And then we just hoping that you know all these new cases that are coming in could be tackled. And then we we get back to normalcy.
1: In general, South Korea is pretty advanced in technology, right? Like everybody is connected and online. Do you think that's that's really
4: helpful in this case? Absolutely. I mean, that's why I say like that, that, that was the bottom line, because um, as soon as there's a new case, they send notification to everybody. So long as you are registered, resident, even visitors, so long as you are registered and you have a phone number, you see that you receive a notification. So, and all the medical, the Korean medical system is also um, technologically advanced. Um, I remember when I first came to Korea as a student and we had to go do um, uh, our medical exams and, you know, from somebody coming from Ghana, Africa, and I know that the kind of uh, system that we the health system that we had, and then we went to do all these tests and we were moving from one machine to the other, one equipment to others like, "Wow, this is amazing!" So they have all these sort of, uh, sophisticated uh, um, health equipment that um, you know all boils down to the technological um, uh, power that they they have in this region. So that also counts a lot. Uh, they, there's there's massive education um, in the buses, in 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 the in the subways, in taxis even even when you are getting into the in the in the taxi and you are not wearing masks, some of the drivers might might not take you so that's how strict and that's how careful people are in this country so it all boils down to you know taking precaution and being able to utilize all these strategies you know based on the experience that they had with the mers epidemic uh, back in 2015
0: I've really been listening with amazement to your story, Williams, because I had no clue how, uh, uh, yeah, was the situation in SEO in such detail. And it was also, while I was listening, I was thinking, okay, how would Dutch society, my community, respond to this? For sure, I think Dutch community, if they would trace our phones where we've been, I don't know about how you see it, Roberto. Yeah, like I think
1: moni- monitoring <laughs> is for us, I think, really sensitive. And yeah, I know, we're quite course, sensitive on that. Yeah, but of course, uh, Korea has a, a more a history on that and monitoring is a yeah. big thing. I think it increased also a
4: lot in, in this case. So mm. just yesterday, there was another news that they are limiting the, the time. So right now, they want to be able to do contact tracing within 10 minutes. Yes. Wow, that's fast. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fast. Within ten minutes, they should be able to do to complete all the contact tracing and be able to get all of them in that line that has come in contact with the affected person, so that they can, you know, isolate them as soon as possible. That's how serious they are. Yeah, exactly. It.
0: On that, uh, on that note, actually, uh, uh, moving on to uh, uh, well, we were talking about okay, we have all these different cultures and. Everyone gave their perspective. Question, and uh, uh, let's start with you, uh, Isabel, uh, to answer it. Do you think there is a sort of um, new global culture that you also see arising um, throughout all the the messages? Um, Is there something that we now
3: all have in common globally? Uh, I I believe so. I think uh, there's something very universal about wanting to embrace the ones you love and being close Um, and also about our worry with health, with food, with I I think we are all human, so I think our our humanity is is getting through uh, with this and the things we all crave the most, I think, are going out in the sun, getting your Feet in the grass, uh, looking at the ocean. I don't know, it all comes a little bit to nature, independently of where you are and what it means for you. Um, And looking through our windows, I don't know, I I notice the birds a lot more. (laughs) Um, Mm. And I have a a nice family uh, with a little courtyard that I can see from my window and the kids playing. I I don't know, like the cats in the windows, just uh, when there's a little bit of sun just coming out and having some naps in the windows. So I think we globally are connecting a little bit more. Um, And I I do think that we'll we'll see this uh, the first, uh, uh, once the airports are not closed anymore and we can travel again, I think the first places we are going to go is near family.
1: Uh, Nicolas, maybe for you a question, because I feel like in general, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Colombia is a very... Loving country, like coming together, meeting up with your friends, uh, maybe more so as we do in Europe. Like how how is the culture responding to that? Like being isolated at this moment.
2: Well, uh, I mean, uh, no question is an easy question in this situation because um, for people like me who live alone, so uh, I live alone because I like it. You know, I I enjoy it, and I have like friends who also live alone. So But it's different because uh, in this moment, it's like the isolation is mandatory. It's not the same when you are just like taking time for you during the week, for example, um, for being by yourself. Uh, But in this case, it's like you have to. So the feeling is different. Colombian culture is really into family. Latin culture in general, uh, the figure of the mother is a very big figure in Latin America my mother actually asked me, like, why don't you come and stay for the quarantine here uh, at our place? And I said, like, "Mm, I don't think so, because I've been in contact with so many people in the last week from abroad and from here. And I think it's not a good um, idea. Maybe maybe put you and my father at risk, because uh, I don't know. You know, you never know. Maybe I have no symptoms. Maybe... Um, and at the same time, uh, from, from my personal perspective, I was like, okay, I go, I live alone. So I, I I'm, I'm used to it, but I'm going to spend a lot of time without my regular meetings with friends for coffee because I am, I am a coffee lover, but more than that, I, I loved the moment to get together with people that I love and grab a coffee, have a conversation, uh, you know, talking about the, during the day. A friend of us that as I told you got this idea of uh, preparing like uh, this the techno party on Saturday. And I was super excited. But when we got to the, the, the party, I realized that it was not just the music. It was like to have my friends just I have this video call with you guys right now. So everybody were at their place and everybody with the like dancing and sharing. That moment was like and yes, so I, I was like, we are super into this, but maybe sometimes, and I think this applies to the whole world, maybe sometimes we don't realize how how close we are to each other, how connected we are with people. Maybe I live alone and I say like, yeah, I like it and maybe it's true, but at the same time, I didn't realize maybe that much how how much I I am, you know, uh, how much I really enjoy the company of people. My family and friends and uh, I, I'm, I'm really feeling, especially this this moment, like uh, I used to go once per week to my mother's house to grab a coffee with my mother. I mean, this yeah. is a relationship, this is human, as uh, I said like this situation is, is taking up our, our humanity. And in this case, talking about relationships and moments, uh, I, I'm really feeling like, okay, this uh, for the next weeks, I can't go to my mother's house and grab a coffee together like we used to during the afternoon, we talk about a lot of things and I, I have, I have no that moment now. But on the other side, I feel like more connected, like that's ironic because uh, it needs to happen. These situations uh, for having video calls with friends, for example, my best friend, uh, my best friend lives in Buenos Aires and we didn't have a video call in one year since he is there And we got it on Saturday, and I was like, we needed needed to leave this situation to have a first video call. These things need need to happen to to show us how much we really need each other, how important for us is to build proper connections in an age where everything is liquid and everything is uh, just passenger.
1: Yeah, definitely, and it is like you say, it is ironic because at at the same time, it's it's horrible what's happening, but it, there's also learning moments, right? That you know we're now learning maybe more like what uh, brings us further in life. What do we love? Uh, at the same, for me, I I used to meet my grandparents maybe once a month or maybe once in two months because you're also busy, uh, but now I call them every week because you you try to. Uh, to see also how they are but it brings you closer like there you know you can always do that so this is what i will definitely learn going back when everything starts to get normal again
3: yeah and you don't delay things because i'm I'm already far away so because i'm living in a in a different uh, country and uh, for example this this year uh, was the first year i didn't went on christmas i thought okay so i'll go in easter for for the first time, I'll have my first birthday and because it was very close to Easter, I'll have my first birthday in five or six years, I don't know anymore, uh, at home with my parents, my grandparents, for example, today is my grandparents' 56th year of marriage. Um, oh, wow. that we always celebrate a little bit. So my grandma did cook the same things she would cook for all the family. Uh, but just for them, and she's giving it to my my mom, my aunt who lives nearby anyway, uh, and just feel that maybe I should have went in, on Christmas, fi- find the time. Not always easy, but sometimes you cannot delay everything and put your work first or whatever it is. Here in Paris, I don't know if this connects to the... <laughs> to what we're saying, but I, I've been seeing some things that are quite nice, that are emerging from this situation, because the French are not too um, emotionally available in public, I would say, uh, as I'm more used to in Portugal. And now uh, the sense of community and of arrondissements, that means neighborhood here in uh, in Paris, is, re- is really showing up. Uh, people that have printers at home are uh, printing the um, the forms that you need to go out and leaving them in the in the mail. Of other people that may not have printers, uh, people are going shopping for elderly uh, people. Uh, everyone that has a sewing machine at home is working on uh, fabric masks uh, to give to the hospitals. Um, even though you are not like if if you are. Uh, a seamstress or not like it doesn't matter like uh, but there's a lot of things going on now that that are quite nice
1: yeah it's really beautiful to see how, how innovative people are and people actually coming together i would say maybe you know because in in seoul people i also feel are also a little bit more um separated in a sense like more living in their own bubble really uh, working for themselves even though there is a big sense of community um yeah yeah do you feel like that that is also changing a little bit or still continuing
4: um so there's there's this new generation of um young Koreans who um are living their lives you know korea korea the youth of Korea kind of got inclined to this yolo life um recently so but then you could see that I mean, globally, this thing is bringing everybody together again um, yeah. You you because you don't have any choice. You don't have any choice. And it's also bringing out the fact that we've taken things for granted. So uh, personally, um, the last time I went back to Ghana was in 2018. I was supposed to visit again back in last year, but I couldn't. And now... Um, all that I've been thinking about is how's my family taking this? Of course, I feel so confident here because I know that there's, um, there's a robust health system that even if I get into unfortunate situation of having this condition, I would have better treatment. But then I cast my mind back to my country and all the other countries who have inadequate, um, health health system. Um, there are places that they don't even have drinking water. How are they going to get water to wash their hands? There are places that don't even can't afford sanitizers. So I think this thing is, 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 is kind, it's kind of like a clarion call for, you know, everybody, every, everywhere in the world, this, this is a time that you need to improve your system. You, you need to take your, your citizens and your people, you know, put them first. Make sure that you give them the necessary uh, um, uh, needs, uh, water, health, you know, food. These are the things that should be provided and made available so that um, we don't know what might, what is gonna happen in the next 10 to 15 years or the next five years. But I think this has come at the right time that it's going, it should send a lot of lessons to people personally. Um, I've I've reconnected with a lot of friends, childhood friends who are also living in different countries, and I remember when the the numbers were rising, and so all of them started calling me like, "Hey, you're in So Williams, are you okay? Are you?" And you know, it made me feel like, "Wow, people concerned, people are showing care because they know the the seriousness, the severity of this case." and and I, I started giving them, I started sharing some of these things that we were going through. I was like, you guys shouldn't worry because I'm home. And one of their worries were like, Williams, you are always doing food tour. You're always out. You're always in the market. So everybody was worried about me. And I was like, as soon as the whole thing started, my, my bookings were all, you know, got canceled. So I decided, I actually started isolating myself before even the government came up with those quarantine measures, and you know, I think this kind of um, love and care and concern about people should be something that we we don't have to take for granted. You know, moving forward, if we come out from this thing strong, we shouldn't take people for granted. We should we should we should show love to our our our, our family, or friends, and even strangers, people that have crossed our path. This is the time that we should keep them close to ourselves. And I'm just hopeful that, you know, we'll be able to get through this because it's it's getting devastating uh, all over the world. And um, yeah.
0: Yeah, beautifully said everyone. And also how everyone actually, yeah, hit the nail on the head that we should just keep connecting with our loved ones, keep connecting in any way that we can. And the question there, do you guys have some tips to uh, to share how to stay connected? Some creative tips on how we can all uh, remain connected with our families, friends? Did anyone do anything? So, yeah, Nicolas, you mentioned techno party. I think I'm going to do that this weekend <laughs> with my friends. I'm also a fan of techno festivals. All the festivals got canceled in the Netherlands, almost all of them. So, But anyone else, <laughs> any tips of what to do during the yeah the online
3: connection uh, sessions? Uh, For from- for my family, we are very close together, so we have um, we have a, a group chat on Facebook. We have always had it, but now we're really, really using it. So there's photos of the kids baking at home, doing drawing. <laughs> their parents mad <laughs> with all their uh, energy. Um, there's videos we share. Uh, we do a lot of uh, calls with everybody, so that's helped a lot.
4: For me yeah it's it's been it's been about you know more video calls <laughs> i used to i used to have um voice calls on whatsapp calls with my friends and family but now it's more video calls so um putting face to 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 the whole the whole thing the whole conversation has been uh quite enriching and um i think i, I hope it's, it to be something that we will carry on and personally is this moment has been good for me as I'm writing my book. So I've been able to uh, have time, dedicate time to to, to complete it. And then I'm also reading, I'm reading a lot and you know, having so many other ideas that I think I can start working on before, you know, everything becomes normal. Yeah.
2: This this is a unique situation in many ways. Maybe maybe we hear many times in our lives like you have to um, you have to use your time wisely because you never know when you're gonna have the chance or something like that. Or when we talk about relationships, we, we always hear like uh, maybe maybe being with everybody because you never know if you are gonna see them tomorrow tomorrow or something like that. And we have that situation now. I have. I mean. Uh, who 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 knew that uh, one week ago I would be able to see my family and friends, and now I can't. So nobody knew that that could happen. but we have this situation right now. In the past, I was all the time like busy and looking to my cell phone and the messages from from my family and the WhatsApp group, and all the time like, oh yeah, whatever, I'm gonna see it another time, or or I just ignore But now it's like, oh, what my aunt said? Oh, what my cousin? Oh yeah, my, my sister, oh yeah, ha ha ha. And then you're checking out all, all the time, and then you realize that you, you don't have them. Uh,
3: something that helps me a lot to feel I'm still part of a community here too, is that at uh, 8 p.m. Uh, every night, like if you just open your windows, everybody's clapping for the people working. Uh, yes. in the health system so for those I don't know even if it's just one minute like it's good that we are clapping for 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 people that are working but at the same time I feel like we are all together and I have a great view from my apartment to other apartments so a lot of them like I, I don't know maybe 150 <laughs> windows so like I really feel I'm in a big sta- stadium all clapping together. So, uh, uh, Roberto, I'll give you the
0: honor to, uh, to wrap up this conversation.
1: All right, thank you. Yeah, so uh, I really enjoyed talking to you, hearing your stories. And I think it's amazing to hear, you know, even though all around the world where uh, different measures are being taken in cities and countries, we're still finding a common ground and, uh, you know, like having so many tips for other people, advice what to do in these times and uh i thank you for all your personal um yeah experiences and sharing those with us
0: yeah thanks stories. a lot guys and uh yeah,
1: um,
4: have okay. a good
0: morning have a good evening have a good afternoon <laughs> have a good day
4: <laughs> thank you
1: and thank uh, you. we'll be in touch yeah take care yeah thank you. <laughs> bye, bye. 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 bye.